Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast which Dad and I started sometime around the beginning of COVID and we haven't appeared to have stopped. That's fine. It's uh, it's going very well. I'm Paul, that's John, and this week we talked about something called the Dialogue Book, a very stressful exclusive in which Dad revealed that... Uh, through a source of his who was involved in the police force and who actually worked with Roger Rogerson. Oh my God, this is still quite big and still quite scary. There was a book called The Darlow Book, which basically contained physical evidence of police officers and politicians from the uh, 80s and 90s sleeping with prostitutes. Very, very scary stuff. And Dad, I got an, uh, an anonymous email from somebody regarding the book, the... Uh, the email address that we left out has actually paid off. Um, we, we got a bite. Would you like me to... I can't read it to you word for word because they've asked that I keep it completely anonymous. Bloody hell, okay. Paul, you, Paul. You didn't tell me about this. No, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to ambush you, basically. Fuck me drunk. So, the listener sent in an email, right? Mm. And their mother-in-law has an ex who's now dead who used to run a club above a club in an establishment in King's Cross, okay? Mm -hmm. It it didn't have a name, but basically uh, this club owner uh, was connected with Roger Rogerson apparently because Rogerson and um, some cops and some politicians would come into the club above the club and the dancers from the club below would come up and do stuff for and with these people, right? Now, this person's uh, mother-in-law knew somebody who was actually their job was actually to take pictures of this Bloody stuff hell. right oh. but but it was being done at the behest of uh the of the like crooks who ran the place mm. so and then and then this listener talked to the mother-in-law and said hey do you think this dialogue book is real uh if you know based on this and she basically said uh, yeah like it's it's absolutely real and not only that but she actually says um the album of photos taken in this club that she mentioned um, she says she knows who used to have it but uh, they died but the family are still alive and she reckons they have it now she said yeah so she says that her ex um, bailed on the whole King's Cross business front thing in uh, the late 90s but then throughout the rest of his life he would just keep sharing these terrifying stories and then she said that she knows that Abe Safran did a similar thing uh, back in the 70s. So she, 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 oh, <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, so it seems like this was a bit of a pattern, mm. which is terrifying. Um, 
So I can't read this word for word because every sentence of this email sort of gives away crucial details, which would, I think, get this person in a great deal mm. of trouble. So out, yeah. out of courtesy, I'm not going to do mm. that. No, cool. Uh, yeah. So I, I wonder what sort of dancers they were. Hmm. Do you think they did sort of, they came up and did pirouettes? Like a Charleston or something? Or like yeah. a little yeah. know, ballet recital? Yeah. And maybe uh, a bit of scat? Um, please <laughs> As in jazz. Yes, I know. Jazz. <laughs> um, this is very scary stuff. The second we finish recording, because t- here's the thing, listeners, Tegan is in the next room, usually. Um, sometimes when dad's recording, mum is in the room quietly working. And sometimes when I'm recording, Tegan's in the next room, you know, doing some screenwriting or whatever. And I speak quite loudly, so I tend to project. Now, she only hears one end of the conversation, but the second I left the room this week, she's like, what did you just do? And I explained the premise of the dialogue book, and she said, oh, Paul, I wish, you, I wish you'd checked with me first. But we're kind of a little bit nervous about the implications, but the, the feedback so far has been very positive. What's funny is nobody seems surprised that something like this could have happened. It's not... For me, the thing that really blew my mind, Dad, with this story was the specificity, right? It wasn't that sometimes gangsters, you know, use leverage on cops and politicians or crooked cops do stuff like this. Your story was terrifying because it was about a specific book from a specific place with a specific name, which some people might actually know about. Now, I feel like we've just had somebody, um, you know, tangentially involved in that period of history give us the thumbs up and say, yeah, I, I've heard of it too. So I think that's corroborated the story. And that's, that's pretty interesting. Wouldn't mm. you agree? Oh, 100%. And I was discussing this uh, with someone well-connected in this area. Okay. And this particular person has suggested... Mm-hmm. That I meet an ex hardcore professional bouncer. And apparently he's got stories that are quite incredible. Oh boy. And one of the stories relates to a particular club that it's sounding more and more like the establishment that you make reference to at the beginning of this podcast. Right. The club above the club. And if that is the club, then from what I've been able to glean this week. It was a very special club. It was a club a little bit like the very famous department store in London. And you might think, Dad, what are you talking about? But Harrods had a reputation for... And it's not the case now because there are certain things that are just illegal. For example, rhinoceros and ivory. But there was a time in Harrods history, their, their, their mantra... Their slogan, their the thing that made them different from any other department store on earth is that they guaranteed they could get you anything you wanted. Oh, that's a that's a stupid thing to say. But it was true with them, and like this club, yeah, that I've I, I have heard references to this particular establishment probably for the last well at least from when I joined the, the police force. So at least well more than forty years. And you hear you hear stories. I'm not I'm not prepared to talk about some of the things that I've heard over the years that I just you can't even imagine. And they also involve hardcore celebrities. Like we're talking, and a lot of these people are still alive. Big names, very big names. Okay, but this particular guy that I was talking to during the week. Um, very senior officer in 
one of the organisations, one of the emergency service organisations in this state. Yeah. He said to me that if you wanted a donkey, they'd get you a donkey. Huh. Okay? And if they got you a donkey, I imagine uh, you'd probably have to bring your own stool if you're a man. Oh God, I'm so sorry, Paul, but it's just it's it's as real. It's real. Um, as we speak, I'm trying to drink a very healthy breakfast smoothie, and suddenly the consistency is making me feel quite sick. I'm um, so sorry, but Paul, as I've alluded to, uh, and, and factually, <laughs> yeah, that in in particular Tasmania, I, no, I don't, I'm not I'm not bagging out Tasmania because I love Tasmania, but yeah. there was uh, there was a, there, they had problems down there with convicts, you know, shagging cows. Okay. And if I saw a convict walking along the road carrying a stool, <laughs> I would assume that he's that he's not just on some milking errand. Although that can be like a little step stool, or like yeah, a just to sort of hop up and give him replica a bit, Eames. Yeah, okay, right. Sort of, um, you know, just because there's a height difference. Speaking of walking along the road, Dad, Mm. what a segue. One of the best stories that's come out of this week in that it is utterly preposterous is that there was a 1,400 kilometre stretch of road, right, in Perth, Mm. Mm. uh, between between the site of a a uranium mine Mm. and a small town, I believe, where there was a 6 by 8 millimetre pellet, basically, Mm. which contained a radioactive isotope called cesium-137. And if you went to any news website, everyone was like, hey, can you like check between the cracks on your tires and just make sure you don't have this? Because it has a half-life of 30 years and it will f- it will kill you if you have it near you for too long. Mm. Basically, they lost this little, this little screw. Um, if you held up like a 10 cent piece, it would fit comfortably in the middle of this thing. It was very, very small, right? Mm. Um, and basically... If you store nuclear material, it's it's meant to be relatively safe. But there's all these rules in place to make sure nuclear material doesn't get out. Because if something's nuclear, it stays nuclear for a long time, which means you can get all kinds of burns and cancers and it can kill you, right? Mm. So they basically the authorities were shitting their pants uh, and having to scour this massive section of desert. So I went to the ABC News and they're like, hey, um, there is a statewide warning uh, because you may have accidentally picked up this little nub which is extremely radioactive and very dangerous what were your thoughts when this story first crossed your desk so to speak well weirdly i i first um read it um on the bbc news really it certainly did make um you know the international media Mm. scene but um cesium-137 that um is the product Mm -hmm. that was released when Chernobyl, uh, when the accident occurred. And I might just, um, may I read you and the listener something? Yes, please. It's um, it's from an atomic nuclear medical journal and it talks about the dangers of cesium-137. It's it's really bad, okay? It will will kill you. Yeah. Um, If you are exposed to it, It would be the equivalent of having 10 x-rays every hour. 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, that's just, you know, have you ever noticed that when you go and have an x-ray, the staff are wearing lead, you know, sort of aprons, and they go no, and stand behind a special wall? No, Dad, it's worse. It's much worse than that. They reckon at a distance of one meter, right, hmm. it's the equivalent of about 17 normal chest x-rays. Okay. Um, and they reckon that's equivalent to about a year's worth of background radiation in Australia. So your body is constantly absorbing mm. low levels of radiation because of UV and stuff like that, right? Mm, mm. Um, but effectively, um, it's incredibly bad for you. And because they reckon the closer you get, oh my God. Well, it starts to burn you. It, it, actually, yeah. it, it actually burns your skin. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it affects the internal organs and once you have sustained any radioactive damage inside your body, mm-hmm. I'm not talking superficial burns, but to organs and cells, it's irreversible. Yeah. So uh, the Chern- Chernobyl nuclear power plant accident, uh, and this is something when you go into it, you begin to go, this is crazy. Cause it, but then it says, and the less well-known Goiania scrap metal accident illustrate the true dangers of cesium-137 during the chernobyl explosions about 27 kilos of cesium-137 were expelled into the atmosphere after the rapid decay of iodine-131 cesium-137 was the predominant source of radiation in fallout from the chernobyl explosion 
particles of the reactor fuel settle densely within about a hundred kilometer radius. It's just fucked. But here's, and I find this really fascinating, and it's kind of the world focuses on you know the big, the big sort of the big events. But I'll just read you and the listeners something. It it sounds like something out of a very bad movie, and it probably would have been rejected by a movie company, but I'll just read it to you. A much smaller nuclear accident involving cesium-137 occurred in Goiânia, Brazil, in 1987. Now, I've never heard this story. A thorough account of the entire affair was published by the International Atomic Energy Agency in 1988. The accident was initiated when two men who were working, sorry, they were looking for old equipment to sell for scrap, broke into an abandoned medical clinic. There they found a radiation therapy device left behind when the clinic closed. Upon ripping apart the device, the men discovered about 30 grams of cesium-137. The men were immediately attracted to it of its glowing blue colour. The owner of a local junkyard purchased the device from the men and proceeded to show off the cesium-137 to friends and neighbours. After several people involved with the looting of the device and the release of the cesium-137 fell morbidly ill with radiation sickness, Brazilian authorities declared a local state of emergency and within days the vast majority of the cesium-137 had been contained it's just you know you look at this tiny little thing but hats off to the people that actually found this located this tiny little thing about it's it's about the size of you know between a five and ten cent coin if anyone Mm -hmm. actually knows what those coins look like anymore um but and they had very, very um, good equipment. But the terrible thing about this is how did it actually, how did this happen? How did something like this happen? And it, to me, um, that's a red flag for transporting you know, nuclear, nuclear um, material. So, yeah, it's pretty, pretty full on. Well, good news, they found it. They actually yeah. found they found it about seventy four kilometers south of Newman. Uh, if you were driving along the Great Northern Highway and you saw a bunch of emergency services people, effectively the um, all the different groups involved in you know making sure this doesn't happen. Uh, okay, I'm going to read this from this ABC article. The Fire and Emergency Services Commissioner Darren Clem said the capsule was found two meters from the side of the road. He said a search vehicle was driving past at 70 kilometers an hour on the Great Northern Highway when a detection device revealed radiation. A 20-meter hot zone has been set up around the capsule to ensure the public safety, blah, blah, blah. My concern here, because initially I didn't realize they would be driving around with, you know, a Geiger counter. Hmm. Uh, Because otherwise, I'm looking at this thing, it's tiny. Because you can't just check that much road. But here's the thing. It hadn't been moved. So Hmm. it was found where it fell, which means nobody picked it up. uh, Nobody got poisoned by it. It went missing sometime between January the 11th and the 16th, which falls within my birthday period. I Hmm. think that was a little interesting for me. But basically, yeah, it it had fallen off the truck. It hadn't been found. I mean, what was fun was getting on Twitter and people would be posting them holding... People would be posting pictures of a, you know, a small 
identical object in their hands going, hey, I found this on the road and my hand's feeling a bit weird. Guys, what should mm. I do? There were, people were kind of jumping on the train and having fun yeah. with it for a while. But, but Paul, um, on, a, on a serious or more serious note, yeah. imagine if a kangaroo oh. had have come along yeah. and found it because perhaps it likes... Well, there are certain birds that really like shiny objects. Yeah, minor birds. Okay, right? so let's let's just forget the kangaroo <coughs> theory. Sure. And a bird comes along. And yep. this is very plausible. Like a perhaps a magpie. Picks it up, takes it to its nest. The new the offspring are born, but they're born, for example with superpowers. Well, no, but they might glow in the dark, for example. Right. So then it becomes very difficult for them to hunt. Well, at night, um, and the whole and they die. They, the whole species in that area just becomes wiped out. I feel like the odds of it actually, the only real nightmare scenario here would have been if it got stuck in the tread of someone's tires, taken into a suburban area, found by somebody, and then handed around a bit. But basically, mm. it's it was a weird story going on and checking the news and seeing alerts for radioactive material. Can you please help us find this microscopic object? It might kill you if you've picked it up. Is, uh... Well, look at polonium. Look how, how they kill. You know, it's been used to kill yeah. dissidents, Russian dissidents. Yeah. Paul, um, maybe we can just sort of come back to the initial story that we discussed. I just wanted to share something with you. Um, one of our wonderful fans who goes by the name of Yoshi, which could be Japanese. I don't know. Yeah. But um, Yoshi wrote and said, Hi, John and Paul. Love the Darlow book story. Well, I don't know if loved is the right word for this. What would you do, John, if you were doing an antique call? And this is very, very feasible and quite plausible, in my opinion. And you're at an estate, could be a deceased estate, Mm -hmm. and you're rifling through, you know... The books, which I do, and I come across the Darlow book. What would you do? Uh, who would you give it to? Where would you store it? Uh, then Yoshi then finishes off uh, the sentence, and I yep. don't know whether Yoshi is a male or a female, but says, I think I would shit myself. Yeah, that's a reasonable reaction. I agree. Yep. So what I would do is I'd go to my secret warehouse the 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 warehouse itself is obviously not a secret because other people use it if it was a real secret no one would know about it except me like it's not sort of a bat cave although sometimes i feel that it's quite you know has that 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 vibe and i would um go into my room where i've got one chair as some of the listeners may know and i'd close the door I've got a, uh, a special lantern. Uh, it's not really a lantern. It's sort of more a, a light, which has a certain battery life. Mm-hmm. And I would examine thoroughly every single photo. Okay. Probably use a magnifying glass because I well, think... Because with early, early, uh, the earlier type photographs, they had incredible clarity. And it might not necessarily be what's in the foreground there would be other information, peripheral information within each shot. Right, evidence, if you will. Evidence. And I would compile a list and I'd at that point, I'd get in touch with you. I'd fly you. Well, loose units uh, would fly you, which is basically we'd fly each other, mm-hmm. although I'd stay here. And then I'd bring you in 
and we'd sit there and we'd really we'd go hard this would be like a really it'd be a great case and i think we'd probably end up being killed that's how serious it is. Yeah, I'm really glad that hasn't happened. Um, no. It is interesting, though, the fact that somebody could be going through, let's say you bought a kind of storage shed or whatever, you know, um, you know those lockers? Yeah, well, uh, look at in New Zealand, the, the bodies they found. Yep. And let's say you bid for one of those, got it, and it was pretty normal except for this one book in the corner, which, as it turns out, was full of photographs of prominent, prominent people. Mm. in very compromising positions. I can't tell you how scared I was when I got that email this morning, by the way. I, it turns out it was a perfectly fine email and the person was really happy to talk to me, but it was frightening knowing that I just feel like we're dancing very close to something agree, very agree. dangerous, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, but we're prudent. Oh, uh, we can be. We, we try our best, so, mm. you know. Um, I think we've covered a lot on this episode of uh, Loose Units, The Shadow Files. I've had a really good time, Dad. I'm really... Good, you know, good. I, I did want to touch on something else, but maybe we'll save that for next week, where uh, three men and an esky. Uh, the esky saved their life. Okay, we can do that next week if you like. Cool. Absolutely. Love it. Now, don't forget to get in touch. Uh, head across to our Facebook discussion page, shoot us a message, and let us know what you want to hear us talk about on this season of Loose Units. We are having such a great time. And thank you again to everybody for listening over the holiday period. We also hope you enjoyed our live shows. And that's a little taste of what it's like to come to a Loose Units live show. So I think you'll agree it's worth... I think it's worth the price of admission. And uh, special congratulations to everybody who came out to our matinee because that was a weird one and we had a great time. Anyway, have a wonderful weekend, everybody. And we will see you bright and early next week for a brand new episode of Loose Units, The Shadow Files. Bye-bye, everyone. Cheerio. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.